live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. We'll, should we start out with the good news or the not-so-shocking bad news? I'm all for good news every time. All right, let's go with the good news. Ron Paul, uh, the campaign obviously making some uh, pretty pretty big headway recently. Yeah. Uh, the announcement came out, I think, within the past couple of days that Ron Paul is expected to be on the Jay Leno show. Do we need to explain who Ron Paul is? You probably should. I guess. Do we need to explain who Jay Leno is? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Ron Paul, Mark? Ron Paul is the uh, a Republican uh, presidential campaign. He is a former Air Force officer. He is uh, wants uh, against the war in Iraq, and he uh, like he wants to get everybody out of Iraq, Some... and he wants to shut down the IRS right. completely. Now, now he's not like the. I mean, as you can tell from what you just said, he's not like the other Republicans. No. In fact, I was on the air on another radio show the other day, uh, just as a caller lambasting some state representative for calling himself a uh, libertarian Republican, and after calling himself that, he he proceeded to advocate that the state should be the only one who controls gambling and, you know, the lottery and all that stuff. Mm. And so, you know, I just basically said, well, people love to call themselves libertarian Republicans or libertarian Democrat or libertarian whatever, or just libertarian, and not they're not actually libertarians. Ron Paul is one of the few people you can actually call a libertarian Republican. He is someone who understands and applies consistently the principles of liberty. You can see it in his votes, mm-hmm. in his voting record, and he happens to be a Republican, so... He he is actually one of the few people who really does deserve that moniker. Uh, but he's really making some headway. The, the news media is – it's it's gotten to the point where they can't really afford to ignore him anymore. I mean the, the news media was appearing very bothered a few months ago when Ron Paul supporters would email them and contact them and phone them and demand equal time for Ron Paul. They're beginning to get it. Right. They, they seemed very bothered about that. And they had some things they could point to. Well, he's not fundraising and he's not – well, he is now. Yeah. He he raised uh, as as much as about as much as John McCain did in the the right. third he was quarter. Fourth or third in raising money in uh, fourth quarter, and he has like second the amount of third amount third the amount of money fourth raising um fourth raising it. And quarter. more importantly, he has at least three times I think as much in the bank as John McCain does, and he was one of the top tier candidates. Yeah. So they're 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 getting to the point where they pretty much have to admit. And they're that saying he's top John tier. McCain is get, gaining traction again. But whatever. <laughs> And uh, another one's out, Sam Brownback. Brownback is out, yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, it's good that it means that, that Ron Paul will get more attention, more time to Narrowing speak, the field. But at the same time, it's also narrowing the, narrowing the field from the warmongers as, uh, as well, so it won't dilute the warmongering vote as much. Not that he was going to get a lot of votes. I don't know what Brownback uh, stood for particularly, um, so he I don't know. He wasn't Ron Paul, that's all I know. Yeah, I don't know if there's, if, if there's a possibility of picking up some uh, voters from uh, huh. Brownback. I suppose. Well... By the way, he is getting on uh, Jay Leno, and what else uh, did we see recently? ABC News. He had, had a uh, on the internet. It was four pages. I don't know how long. Mm. There was a long article on ABC, um, you wow. know, t- talking about who he was and, and sort of introducing him to the public at large. That's cool. 
Uh, well, this from USADaily.com. Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul's broken through to the top tier of Republican candidates running for president. He knows it. GOP voters know it. And as previously reported, media outlets are, gru- uh, outlets are grudgingly admitting it. Fox News, to their credit, has already started giving Paul more air coverage than before. Paul was a guest on Fox Business News yesterday. Ron Paul commented on the issue in a, main, in a message to supporters, saying, The blackout is ending. Our campaign is starting to get mainstream media attention thanks to growing donations and volunteers. That's really what the important part is, is that people are giving money to his campaign. Mm-hmm. So these news organizations, they can't pawn off Ron Paul as being this Internet uh, phenomenon because there's 10 people on the Internet that are spamming Internet polls. There's way more than ten people that have given money to Ron Paul. All the the millions right, of like dollars, ten thousand people spamming internet polls. The the the, uh, the millions of dollars he has raised has been from individuals, not big corporations or anything like that. And so, and they've been. I think the, the average, average donation forty dollars, right? And eighty uh, percent of his donations came online. You, you, do you get that that's the average American? How, the, is the average American writing a check to any of these other guys? I can't imagine that very many of them are. I just It's just not happening. I, I, how many people have we heard, including myself, who have never written a check to a political campaign before in their lives, who have suddenly given uh, you know, what yeah. they consider oodles of money to the uh, campaign? I have. Not only people that haven't written checks in their lives, but also people that never would have considered voting for a Republican in their whole lives as well. True. Uh, Ron Paul, continuing from his press release, his message on his website... All over America, our support is wide and deep and growing, and young people are joining like never before. After the Dearborn, Michigan debate, I went to the university for a rally. 2,000 students turned out, something that has happened to no other candidate thus far this year. It is a remarkable fact that Ron Paul has consistently drawn crowds across the country that continuously seem to dwarf those of his opponents. Given the scant media coverage Paul has received, it's a testament that his message is resonating. And that's a great point. Uh, mm-hmm. The Republican Party appears to be recognizing that Ron Paul has a chance of winning the nomination. Paul also said this in his message. After all the aggressive wars, the assaults on our privacy and civil liberties, the oppressive taxation, the crazed spending and deficits, I believe that many Republican voters are ready to return to our roots, and the big boys feel it too. It's no coincidence that the Republican National Committee invited me to a fundraising dinner involving only top-tier candidates. Hmm. Commenting on Alan Greenspan's recent interview on the Fox Business Channel, Paul said, quote, The reporter asked if we really needed a central bank. Greenspan looked stunned and then said that was a good question, and he actually talked about fiat money versus a gold standard. Now the ex-Fed chairman is about to endorse, is not about to endorse. Do you know how huge that is? That someone's asking that question? That a reporter, uh, you know, one of these, I don't know. uh, Most of them are just flunkies. Right. um, Whenever anybody says reporter, I just think of somebody who uh, toes the government line and leans a little liberal. Right. that a reporter would ask Alan Greenspan, the former head of the Central Bank of the United States, if we in fact need one. And then, you know, Alan Greenspan used to be a big uh, gold bug, and then he would have to come out and sort of talk about it. That's amazing. Uh, He says, our support for real money, gold and silver, as the Constitution mandates, instead of prosperity wrecking fiat money... American politics hasn't seen anything like this in many decades. It is truly revolutionary. He says, you know, our revolution is working when such a question is even asked in the mainstream media, and this powerful man gives such an answer. Ron Paul's campaign doesn't appear to be willing to sit in the background of the presidential race any longer, and it made that very clear Wednesday during a press conference. Paul's campaign pointed out that only four candidates remain viable at this time in the Republican field. Paul's campaign highlighted 
that according to the financial reports, the indication is that the only viable candidates were Giuliani, Thompson, and Paul. Mitt Romney's campaign is viable as long as he continues to spend his personal wealth. Did you hear right. that he loaned himself something like eight million bucks for his own campaign? Well, it's a loan as long as he uh, can get can recoup that money. Yeah, but I don't luck. see how he's going to recoup it. Um, I guess if he, was, short. if he was the only, uh, if he ended up being the nominee, I suppose he could get his eight mil back if uh, everybody you know donated to him at that point. But it seems to me he's kicking out that eight million in hopes of uh, recouping something, whether whether it's power or money in the future. Ron Paul's campaign might do many things in this election, but it has already made media polls irrelevant, suggesting them to be an outdated, obsolete method of rating candidates. If the polls were accurate, Dr. Paul should not be in third place in the GOP money race. The cable networks have been giving a disproportionate amount of time in televised debates to what they believe to be the top tier of candidates. Expect a reshuffling of that order. Replacing McCain with Paul during the Fox News debate in Orlando, Florida, this Sunday, or viewers may see a flashback to the famous Ronald Reagan line from a presidential debate when he said, I'm paying for this microphone. But instead, Paul might say, the American people have paid for this microphone. Yeah. That seems like speculation. Uh, I think Fox News paid for those microphones, but uh, nonetheless. Nonetheless, a good story uh, sort of wrapping up some of the recent developments well, here when, with the Ron Reagan Paul campaign. Well, when Reagan said it, um, I, think, I think it was more like, I don't know. I don't Reagan know really the, had paid for, I believe. That I think it, it might very well have been a um, taxpayer-funded microphone at that point. Uh, no, I think Reagan, I, I don't recall. I, I think there was an event and Reagan wasn't invited or something I don't know. I think he offered to pay for, for his own money. Yeah, I thought it was the Daughters of the American Revolution or Amer um, League of Women Voters anyway, or something like that. it doesn't matter. What matters is what's happening now with the Ron Paul campaign. People are getting excited, and I don't know if you've got a story about some of the activism that's been going on in your area. I know that people have been putting up g just ginormous signs, uh, roadside, uh, just attraction-style signs, mm -hmm. just huge stuff. Amazing things going on. Anyway, 800-259-9231. We'll talk about the TSA's new failure coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Shrine of female listeners there, dozens of ladies, have sent us their validated photo. To prove they listen to the show, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about, shrine.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's code FTL, like Free Talk Live. LegalZoom.com. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Dale in New Hampshire. Oh, excuse me, Dale in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi there. Hi, Dale. Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know that <clears throat> I am one of those people who have never contributed to a political campaign hmm. until now. What, uh, My money's going on Ron Paul. What, is, what inspired you? What was it? Uh, what was the straw that uh, that broke the camel's back, so to speak? What pushed you over the ledge? Well, I realize we're in big trouble, and Ron Paul's our last hope politically. You really think so? What, now, when you say he's our last hope, what do you envision if Ron Paul does not succeed? I envision uh, the totalitarian state, martial law, unending war. Poverty for the middle class. That's what I see happening. And you don't think there'd be any chance to turn it around, at least at the federal level? No. Not with these uh, type of people we have running for office. They're all the same. How do you feel about the uh, the Free State Project? You familiar with it? 
I have uh, I did a little investigating on that. Uh, I'm interested in it, but I haven't really made my mind up. Well, you are aware that Ron Paul has endorsed the Free State Project, yes? Oh, I'm not, but thanks for telling me. Yep, um, he's actually been up here to speak at the Free State Project event, uh, the Liberty Forum, last year. We're hoping he's going to come up again in January. And uh, just uh, he's he's uh, he's very friendly towards us, and it's it's a great idea. The idea of moving liberty lovers all together in order to hopefully stave off those horrible things that you suggested might very well happen, Dale. Yeah, that's correct. I've um, if I was in a better situation, I might get in on that. Now, on Dale, that project, what's your but... favorite uh, Ron Paul stance? What do you like the most about him? Oh, I like it all. Right now, I think that my favorite stance is get out of Iraq. I imagine that one's going to be a popular one. That's a big one. sticker. It's either get out of Iraq or return our uh, money to value. Absolutely. Dale, or, thanks for the call, Yeah, man. and then that would be the next one. Yeah. We appreciate the call. Thank you. 800-259-9231 to the amp line and to Ryan in Utah. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Ian, you've consistently described yourself as a free marketeer. Yes. And I just wanted to commend you on what I feel is a supremely elegant choice of words. Oh, thank you. It's nice to have someone appreciate that instead of make fun of me uh, like Mark does. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-C. Okay. Let me quickly explain why I think that. Okay, sure. I think that libertarians far too often equate capitalism with the free market. Uh, it's taken me a little while to realize this, but the terms free market capitalism and, and even anarchist capitalism are, you know, actually an oxymoron. How so? In a, tr- in a truly free market, people are allowed to freely contract with each other in whatever manner they choose. That's correct. And I think we are a bit presumptuous to assume that a free market will always choose capitalism. Indeed. As, liber- as libertarians, we should be fighting for a free market regardless of what direction that may take. And Precisely. We should, never, we should never impose our view of how we feel that market will behave. Right. As a libertarian, as someone who believes in liberty, the only thing that I am really fighting for is for humans to interact on a voluntary basis. So however that interaction ends up taking form is none of my business. As long as no one is, is initiating force on other people, I don't have any problem with what happens. I, I agree completely, and you know, I mean, if, if if a bunch of people want to get together and and you know act like Keynesians, you know, I, as long as as long as I'm not forced to do it that that way, you know, I think it's going to be a benefit to the market. You know, um, I, I, we're we're not experts on on how this is all supposed to work. I think I think if we let it uh, evolve how it's going to, we're all going to be for the better. Absolutely, Ryan. Any other thoughts? Um, no, thanks a lot for having me on. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Ha! Vindicated, Mark. Oh, yeah. Ha-ha! You're vindicated. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you... Now, you don't have any problem with that actual um, f- phrase, that, that uh, terminology. You're just kind of... You're just poking fun. I, I, I'm, to some extent, um, I, I am poking fun because basically nobody knows what it means. Um, it's... And it gives you the opportunity to explain it. Yeah, well, that's great. I'm I'm a fuzzy wuzzy wuzzle. Okay, there you be go. whatever you want to be, my friend. I'm just it, it. You know, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. Whereas it does mean something. It means something, but it not to people. You know, if, that's good. If I'd just, rather ha- I'd rather come in if I'm going to walk into a room full of people and have to be labeled something. And, you know, people at least you got to pick your label. Right. Well, at least at that point, I'm not using a label that has any baggage attached to it. 
the word libertarian, liberal, conservative, just loaded down with baggage. Those yeah. things don't mean anything anymore. And we could be called uh, classical liberals. We could also accurately be called paleoconservatives. But again, those are things that would take quite a bit of explanation. If, we, if you were walking to a room right. and someone said, well, and you called yourself a paleoconservative the other day on the radio. What does that mean? Well, you see, back in the, the hundreds and of years so, ago. even so, it's still wrapped up with conservative. Right, and, and, and whatever negative liberal. connotations yeah. someone might have there. And then, of course, there's anarchist or anarcho-capitalist, which obviously has negative bond I don't think anarcho-capitalist has quite as much um, baggage, but capitalist has... It's got that anarch in anarcho- it, and that sounds Capitalist, scary. I think, might be worse than anarcho. You're right. You may, you may be right about that. Either way, it all requires this sort of historical explanation. Well, back in the day, see, uh, anarchist really meant this, or uh, liberal or conservative really meant that, and uh, we're not talking about capitalism. With You know, you can go on and on for minutes. Whereas if you say, well, I'm a free marketeer, and they say, well, what's that? Well, then it's, all, it's wide open. You have a, a canvas with which you can paint on it uh, with it your words. It may have a little, little bit of uh, baggage to it. That, that whole free market draws up NAFTA socialists, to some extent. Socialists are going to be frightened by that. Like yeah. the, the most dyed-in-the-wool, devoted, real like socialist workers' party guys. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are going to know what that's all about, and they're going to be frightened. What about market failure? Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but but I like the idea of just sort of having that blank slate where you can create your own definition, and it's a simple one to to point out. You know, I just want to get it so people interact voluntarily. That's all. What's so radical about that? Really? Yeah, what's so What's so radical about peace and you know <laughs> voluntary interaction? Yeah, and and you know I think when you po- I do understand that right. Well, and I think when you put it that way. You know, when you ask a simple question, when you explain yourself, well, I'm for voluntary interaction instead of coercion or instead of initiated force. I'm for voluntary interactions. What's wrong with that? It doesn't sound too bad. I, I think when uh, when people when you start delving into it, there may um, people may have some problems with how is uh, the, the, the mechanics, market, the details. Right. How's difficult. the market going to work? Sure. If there is no government at all, because government essentially is force. Sure. Uh, you know, there's criminals in government. Those are the people that use force. Right, and 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 that is obviously a tricky portion, um, and that takes that takes some practice. You've got to learn the issues. You've got to come up with at least a handful of ideas that you can portray to people, and then tell them, well, I might not know everything, but the market will decide. And then there's um, you know schisms inside of uh, the the free marketeer, no government types out there. Is you know is voting initiation of force and. I don't think voting is an initiation of force. I think the government initiates force later on. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Brent, Alan, Chris, all on the line. We'll get to you. And ladies, come first if you make the call. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. The TSA, they've been tested again. How well did they do on catching bombs this time? Place Mm. your bets. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. And that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. And the features include the bulletin board system with over a quarter of a million posts for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive over there. bbs.freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom, smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to the phones and to the fun, talk to Brent in New York here on Free Talk Live. Brent, hello. Hello, Brent. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to... I might be a little bit redundant with you guys. I, I just turned on, and uh, I wanted to just talk about how amazing of a sacrifice Ed and Elaine Brown made for all of us. And um, You're talking yeah. about Ed and Elaine Brown, the couple in their early 60s who is now, uh, both of them are now sitting in federal prisons uh, because they decided they wanted to keep the money that they earned in life and decide for themselves how to spend it and save it and give it away. Uh, the federal government didn't like that very much. They uh, they hold themselves up in their house in Plainfield, New Hampshire, for about 10 months, and uh, the feds left them alone for most of that time. They sort of were harassing and harassing their friends, but they didn't make a move until recently, and they did finally swoop in and, and uh, use deception in order to lure them out of their home and uh, and capture them. And what what was it that you had to say? Um, in addition to that, all they said is show us the law, and we'll gladly and we'll gladly abide by that law. There's no law, and these they showed you know these people don't need a bullhorn because their actions speak louder than anything. And you know they stood up to the IRS, which I'm beginning to understand more and more is the most formidable three-letter agency there is. Mm, certainly one of them. And, and I, I, I just when I heard that you heard that recording right of him talking to uh, to to one of his um, friends or supporters that, that came out yesterday. Yeah, I believe it was Sean. I I did hear, hear the video. I don't know. And, um, uh, it it sounds when like I heard what he is what he's going through. It's just you know it's just repugnant. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not the most I've I've been living here in New York for six years. I, I went through nine eleven and I was skeptical from the, from pretty much day one. And I've been going. to... I went to all the meetings, at, not all of them, but I, I went to the first meetings at, at St. Mark's Church when they were investigating and people were starting to talk about, you know, the, the abnormalities, to say the least. And um, I, I'm a writer. That's what I do for a living. And, you know, I'm, I kind of mix in the political with the with, with entertainment and, and stuff, and I'm just beginning to be so sick of, 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 of being, in my opinion, apathetic. And it's, this is like the last straw for me right now where I just can't, you know, they're just torturing them. And these people are thugs. These people have never, Ed and Elaine Brown have never been even arrested before this. No, they've incident. never, they've never harmed anybody. So what do you think, what are you thinking about doing about it? Well, I'm, I'm, I play in a, in a punk rock band out here and we're recording this song right now. We want to um, start a compilation and, um, <clears throat> we're starting to reach out to other New York City bands and, or whoever. Uh, well, that's good. In it. And um, that's that. In the, that's the first thing we're planning on doing. And besides that, uh, uh, I'm just I'm I'm uh, I have a couple other things in the works that if when it's more solid, I'll I'll, I'll give you a call back and oh, talk good, about good. it. You know, people, everybody's got to do activism from from what makes them feel comfortable. Obviously, I think it's important to step out of comfort zones. But if you're going to start into activism, you should start in areas where you feel comfortable. So obviously, you've got experience doing the the band thing, so it's a natural extension uh, to to bring a you know to inject a little bit of uh, pro freedom activism in there. Now, here's a question for you. Uh, Considering the fact that Ed and Elaine Brown were eventually captured and railroaded into jail cells, does does what they've done and the, and what has happened to them make you more or less likely, or how do you feel about um, paying federal taxes? 
Um, well, since this is anonymous at this point, I have never paid federal taxes. Great. And I don't plan on I don't plan on starting. Now, how do you now? Do you have a job, or do you, are you completely self-employed? Um, I'm self-employed now. I've worked I've worked mostly. I, I survived my starving artist years as a bartender out here. So you didn't and, have to uh, fill out a W two, or what did you do? Did you just no, have I don't them? sign away my I don't I don't sign away my rights. So that bo- you you were able to find a business owner that was willing to uh, to pay you sort of off the books. Well, I'm not trying to blow up the spot out here, but most of the time when you're bartending, you know, well, it's the trend is becoming more and more. But a lot of the times, it's just like it's just a cash. You know, you don't even you don't even really get paid. You might get like a little shit fit pay. Right. You're 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 paid you're paid through tips. Right. Gotcha. Very good, man. Uh, and keep up the good work. Thank you for the call, Brent. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'm sure there are a lot of other people like him uh, that were inspired and angered and upset and. Uh, and we're paying close attention to the Ed and Elaine Brown situation. And, you know, it's interesting that that they motivated and, and they moved so many people to come to their support and to pay attention and to, and, to, and to notice what was going on when they weren't really – now, Elaine, I'm not – actually, I shouldn't talk about Elaine because she was very persuasive, very nice lady. When Ed himself wasn't the most persuasive of chaps – he wasn't the most sane of of, uh, of guys. You know, he spouted off a bunch of nonsense uh, about the Illuminati or whatever other his personal belief system were, mm-hmm. uh, his uh, his religious beliefs, whatever. Uh, the fact is, people were able to look past all that and say, look, it doesn't matter what Ed thinks about the Illuminati or all this other nonsense. The fact is, he never harmed anybody else, and he should be able to keep the money that he earned. That's really what it all boiled down to. Right. So can and you imagine having... It. I mean, a guy that hasn't hurt anybody probably doesn't deserve to go to prison. Right. Can that's you, the way I'm thinking. But can you imagine what's going to happen when more people decide to take the Ed and Elaine Brown uh, tact and, and not pay taxes? Not necessarily threaten violence uh, in retaliation for people coming after them, but, but just more people refusing publicly to pay taxes. More people that aren't as, well, shall we say, zany... As Ed, uh, did you get to hear the video, the the audio um, that he was talking I about? I did not. No, we had someone call and sort of give us the fill us in yesterday on that, but I have not heard the audio. Yeah, he was uh, apparently held in a um, an isolation chamber. Um, you know, made it sound. It, mm-hmm. it, he, then he described it over the phone. I was listening, and it's just a holding cell. Um, gotcha. And then he said he was gassed three times through the ventilation system, hmm. and he had to uh, get down on the floor and breathe under the door in order to be able to breathe. Interesting. Yeah. I, do you think he's hallucinating, making that up? Uh, I, somewhere in between those two. Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to take his word for it. I'm not there, so who knows what they're doing to him. It's uh, difficult to say, but I can't imagine that they're gassing Ed Brown for anything. Uh, well, it would seem funny that they would gas him and then allow him to use the phone. If you're going to gas somebody and isolate somebody, why would you let him out to use the phone? This was a, a, a supposed lawyer-attorney call. I see. To some extent. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah. Do they do they let uh, Jose Padilla call the attorneys? I guess they did later after a few yeah, years. years. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So what I'm pointing out is though, can you imagine what it will be like when people who aren't nutty are doing similar things, not paying taxes and being public about it, and having the government trying to jump down their throats when people aren't going to be driven away because of someone's uh, paranoia, necessarily. I think that things could be very interesting with 20 refuseniks instead of just two, or 200, and so on and so forth. Let's continue with the calls. Alan in Alberta, you're on Free Talk Live. Alan, hello. Alan, Alberta, going once. Hello. Hey, Alan, what's on your mind? Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about Ron Paul. Okay, sure. Uh, just just a brief comment about Ed Brown, though. Um, 
I followed that a little bit, and I'm, I kind of think that perhaps one of the reasons that the, the situation with Ed Brown escalated to the point it did is that they wanted somebody to wacky to to uh, discredit the movement, uh, to be made an example of, you see? Yeah, I can see that. And anyway, that's why I think a lot of saner people have never come in front of the uh, the public with the same problem. Hmm. Their cases have been dismissed and so forth. Yeah, the biggest problem I have with the Ed Brown case is that essentially his uh, court case was fixed. He wasn't allowed to present whatever evidence he wanted to. It's his case. Um, and, you know, they, they denied him witnesses. They wouldn't let him speak about the things he wanted to speak about. And that's what's wrong. Yeah, well, getting on to Ron Paul, though, yes, <laughs> which is why I really called, um, you know, through my life, uh, my 40 years of living here in Canada, uh, I've always been quite content with Canadian citizenship. We're, we're well-liked around the world. We don't get involved in uh, foreign entanglements and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, but this is a rare time where I am envious of every American citizen. Tell me and more in a moment. Hang on, okay? 800-259-9231. Still on the way. The latest on the TSA. How badly... Did they do at their recent audit? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com features for free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier. It's three bucks a month, and it's totally voluntary. You can enjoy the whole website on us, and then if you decide you like what you see and you want to help support Free Talk Live, get us on more stations, help advertise, market, and promote, hence the name AMP. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. you get perks like access to the AMP-only chat room and forum and call-in lines. All the details, amp.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Alan in Alberta, who's just telling us that he's been pretty satisfied with uh, his life in Canada so far, but you were saying that you were getting jealous of America because we have a candidate like Ron Paul running for uh, running for office. Definitely. I. You know, the thing is that you have a unique opportunity here uh, to change the world. I mean, they don't call the President of the United States the leader of the free world for nothing. I mean, he really does have the potential to fulfill that role. And with a man like Ron Paul, who really is the real thing, I've, I've, in the 30 years I've watched politics, I have never seen any man with the type of character uh, in his legislative record, in his personal life, um, uh, to, to be uh, the type of political leader that that the United States needs at this time and the free world needs at this time. He, he may very well be the only man in Congress who has not let the power run to his head. Well, I and I hope it stays that way, but you got to imagine it one wouldn't. thing I worry about with with Ron Paul is that there have got to be a lot of forces arrayed, you know, arrayed against this man and it's true. and you know, he's got to be a man that you have in your prayers because he's going to be going through a fire of trials, I think, before he gets uh to be in that office. Well, I'm an atheist, so I won't be praying for him, but I, I, I will send him a contribution. I can do that. <laughs> well, that's, I'm sure he'll appreciate that, too. <laughs> Pray but, all you uh, want no, and I, money. I, uh, you know, I, I have some friends who are U.S. citizens, and I certainly told them about Ron Paul. I, I have a friend that's living near the uh, U.S. border. He's gone uh, to a couple of uh, uh, county fairs and stuff and seen the Ron Paul booth there and the kind of support there is for him. And mm. um, It's really encouraging to see somebody who... Uh, you know, like a lot of people say, it's not a case of choosing the lesser of two evils. It's a choice of choosing somebody who's got a positive vision for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for the call, Alan. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Interesting how 
the, interesting the international appeal that a man like Ron Paul has. I mean, people around the world, I can't imagine that somebody like Alan, as he was saying, he's pretty satisfied with Canada up until this point in his life. Therefore, none of the other candidates that have ever run for office in America had any reason, there was no reason for them to catch his attention. Right, he probably didn't know their names. Right, they, they weren't outstanding in any way. They were just more politicians with the same old promises about fixing the schools and fixing Social Security and fixing this and that and blah, blah, blah. But we'll Ron use Paul. the power of government to finally make it work well. Right. Ron Paul is actually an outstanding individual, someone who really holds to his principles, someone who actually has principles to begin with. <laughs> and, to hold to. And uh, people are taking notice. People, out- I think it's really indicative of what's going on here that people outside of America are taking note of Ron Paul. That really must say something. It really says that he's got a message worth listening to and worth talking about. Let's continue with the phone calls and go to Chris in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live with the Mark. Hello, Chris. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I was um, wanting to well, see what you guys really thought about um, racist jokes. Oh, they're certainly bad taste. Uh, they can be funny as long as, you know, I don't know. Some of them are funny. But I think the best way, if you're going to tell racist jokes, is to exchange them with the person who is of the race yeah. that you're telling them to. And you ought to know them pretty well. If, yeah. you, if you hear them, you know, those... You know, depending on whatever the the race is, sometimes those people will find them very funny. Yeah, I always feel better when it's being told by someone who is they're sort of self-deprecating themselves to some extent. Where I guess that's not really self-deprecation. I think it's showing the um, you know the ludicrousness of the stereotypes. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, when uh, my friend Julian, who uh, you know wears a tie to work every day, he's he's black, and uh, you know he. He's a hard worker and all that other stuff. And he says, uh, "What's the best way to starve a black man is to find his, uh, you know, is to hide his food stamps in his work boots." You know, when he tells that joke, Awful. it's kind of funny. Huh? You know, <laughs> so that's the way. Well, that you could change that to white trash, though, too, if you wanted to. Sure, it, it, anybody that you would uh, pr- propose to call lazy, but right. the fact is, um, most eighty percent of blacks are in the middle class, and they got there by working. What brings the question up, Chris? Well, I uh, I'm not a racist. Like I would. Uh, most well, everybody would consider me to be not racist, mm-hmm. but uh, that's I consider myself a racist. Why? Um, because I believe every single human being that has ever lived on the face of the earth has been a racist, and will always be. Uh, it, will, it will always be this way. Can you explain? Uh, I think it's a human trait. And, why? Uh, well, tell us, tell us the human trait, and tell us why humans have it. Well, I think that like every every culture I've ever seen, and I've seen almost every one of them, and wow, every lot. one of them has been like race is, is an it is an issue to everyone, um, regardless of your race. It, it's it's an issue to just every single person so that I've ever known. All cultures um, see somebody different, and you know they prefer their preference. You know they prefer you know what they're used to, and and that's racism. Well, I think uh, my my. Definition of racism differs from the uh, the definition, like Webster's definition, because mm-hmm. I was talking to, with the guy at work, and he looked it up, the actual definition of racism, and I would not qualify as that. Mm-hmm. But I believe since, since like, um, like the first thing you say about someone is, like, their race, generally. You right. know, their race and their sex. You know, if you're describing someone to another person. Well, if you're going to describe physical features to somebody, probably the color of their skin is, uh, you know, the first place to go. It'd be a little confusing if I described somebody as having curly hair and brown eyes and, I don't know, maybe right, a broad right. nose, you know, and wasn't, ta- you know, didn't mention that they were black. 
Yeah, it's you know? not. I don't think it's <laughs> racist uh, to to notice differences between people. I well, think what's it, racist is to hate differences between people. Right. I think people. You, what you might be talking about is a mild case of ethnocentrism. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that word. Though. Well, an ethnocentrist prefers their culture over other cultures. It oh. doesn't have to do with uh, race at, at necessarily at all. Although I can see that most cultures, you know, have one, you know, race well, that is. I don't. I don't particular to particularly think that my race is above anyone's. Mm-hmm. Well, then um, you're not a racist. Now, I mean, it, it, you're just not. Um, it's. It, I think racism has to do with, again, placing your, your race above someone else or hating other people for being different. And uh, and that doesn't sound like what you're describing well, at all. So I, I think that uh, it's like an issue. Like, I think that race is an issue to a racist just as uh, teeth are an issue to a dentist, you know? No. Yeah, but 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 for a racist, it's their main issue. I guess you're right. I mean, it, teeth is the main issue for a dentist during the daytime, <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, these racists, they see. Uh, <laughs> there's this show out there that is has ripped off our our show name, and it's awful. And I've gone and, and listened to what they talked about one time, and it was just it was uh, just it was almost unlistenable. It was so bad. But all they all they talked about was Jew this and Jew that, and the Jews are behind everything, and it's an evil Jewish conspiracy, and the Jews are evil. So yeah, these people really are obsessed. Many racists. That's all they think about. That's what they talk about. That's what their main uh, issue is. And I think you're I think you're right about that. And it's really they're just despicable people. They need to grow the hell up, and they need to really what it, I think a lot of it has to do with is the way they were raised. I mean, they were they were indoctrinated usually by mom or dad to to hate other people because they're different. And that's I think it's it's a sickness that infects a lot of people to some extent and some people more so than others, the racists specifically. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it's I, I don't know. I think racist jokes are extremely funny. Mhm. And like <clears throat> I uh, I've you know, I've had I've had many black friends, and uh, whenever I would, you know, like there was one guy, one of my friends, he, uh, I, I, I talked about it, and I was, I asked him, like, you know, like white people tell jokes, you know, jokes that have like start off, you know, here three guys sitting on a, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and like I asked him about like the the white racist jokes because I mean I think they're I think they're funny anyway, but like. He said that they don't really tell jokes like that. They just more they just more make fun of white people. Yeah, and I, I was in uh, I, I was in prison for nearly nine years, and uh, you can imagine that I was in the minority there. And I asked on more than one occasion, uh, black guys. You know, I had roommates that were black and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, tell me some white people jokes. And the best I could come up with was largely jokes that I'd heard before, and they changed the races around. Yeah. So you know, I don't know who's coming up with the jokes, but. Uh, you know, they're, well, they're just I, being rehashed. I know that the, the white white people when they come up with jokes, they're they're the reason why they're so funny is because they're so extremely hateful. And like, I, I think that's one of the whole things about white people is like the, you know, like the, the KKK for crying out loud. You know, there, oh, I don't think white people out there, but I don't think white people have a uh, have cornered, cornered the market on hate. I think no, that there's um, just around. No, I don't, I'm not saying that, but, but but they're not like they're not last. You know. Chris, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you uh, sharing your thoughts there. I think that racism is obviously still an issue in many parts of this country with a lot of people. And I think that people like Chris, they feel guilty, you know, mm-hmm. when they when they think White thoughts. Guilt. Right. They think thoughts that they've been sort of um, that have they've been pressed into them over time uh, by family members that may have uh, 
been more racist than they are. And, and race is certainly an issue we need to be cognizant of and, and just be careful about. And just love everybody equally. We're all people. More on the way. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. So the TSA, they've been audited again. And I guess they this happens periodically. And we've reported to you some of the statistics before. They've they've varied between uh what what 70% and 90%. They must get um as as high as 60 or 50% uh, catching the bombs now and then. No, no, no. This is 70 or 90% that they don't catch. Yeah. Right. They don't catch 70 to 90 percent of the that, bombs. Pardon me. I want to make sure I'm crystal clear here. Uh, Washington, according they miss to miss about 75 percent of the guns, knives and bombs that they test themselves on. And they are not improving. Uh, according to USA Today, security screeners at two of the nation's busiest airports failed to find fake bombs hidden on undercover agents posing as passengers in more than 60 percent of tests last year, according to a classified. I wish I had that job. The job of trying to sneak by fake bombs past the TSA. <laughs> According to a classified report obtained by USA Today, screeners at L.A. International Airport missed about 75% of simulated explosives and bomb parts that the TSA testers hid under their clothes or in carry-on bags at checkpoints, say the TSA. At Chicago O'Hare International Airport, screeners missed about 60% of hidden bomb materials that were packed in everyday carry-ons, including toiletry kits, briefcases, and CD players. San Francisco- I hope that's not including, like, water and uh, a hair gel that uh, is in a container larger than three ounces. I don't know. Anyway, San Francisco... Now, here's an interesting comparison. San Francisco Mm -hmm. International Airport screeners who work for a private company instead of the TSA, and I, I would like to know how they get away with that, because I thought there was a federal mandate that the TSA do all screen security screening. Not exactly Is it sure. a private airport? Is San Francisco International partially privatized? Sounds really unlikely. Seems unlikely. I'd like to know more about that if you live in uh, San Fran and know something about that. Anyway, the private company. Now, we've we've said things like this on the air before, and people have gotten upset. Some people believe that government works. Some people believe that government is good at doing what it tries to do. And we try to tell you that the marketplace can do everything better than the government can. And we've got the evidence to back it up. Here's here's another piece for you. The private screeners missed 20% of the bombs. Yeah, and that's just that one test. They've been con- The private screeners are consistently tested far more often than the TSA is, and they're, they come out about that every time. And that's not a statistical insignificance. That's 20% Which still just to goes 60%. to show how silly the regulations are, because if you're running a terrorist organization and you want to blow up an airplane, because you're never going to get, catch, um, you're never going to get in the cockpit of an airplane and fly mm-hmm. it into a building again in the United States, because the passengers simply won't allow that to right, happen. You just have to take it but out of the sky. But if you want to blow up the airplane, that only means that you need five terrorists on five different airplanes in five different airports, and you'll get through. 
one time. Odds are good. The uh, report looks only at those three airports, using them as case studies to understand how well the rest of the U.S. screening system is working to stop terrorists from carrying bombs through checkpoints. The failure rates at Los Angeles and Chicago stunned security experts. I don't know why they're stunned. That's how the TSA comes out every single time. Well, the security experts they're talking about are the government. No, no, no. They're the government security experts. But they've got to be. So they have to act. They're stunned by the 20%. No, no, no. They're stunned by the failure rates. The they shouldn't be stunned because rate. it happens all the time. Right, but they have to act like they're stunned, and then you know, they can resolve. They, this is outrageous. We need to really crack down. In fact, uh, Clark Kent Irvin, the Homeland Security Department's former inspector general, said, That's a huge cause for concern. Mm-hmm. It says the screener's inability to find bombs could encourage terrorists to try to bring them on airplanes, Irvin said, and points to the need for more screener training and more powerful checkpoint scanning machines. Yes, money. In the past year, the TSA has adopted a more aggressive approach in its attempt to keep screeners attentive. The agency runs covert tests every day at every U.S. airport. Uh, according to their spokesbureaucrat, screeners who miss detonators, timers, batteries, and blocks that resemble plastic explosives get remedial training. Mm. The failure rates at L.A. and Chicago are somewhat misleading, say the TSA, because they don't reflect screeners' improved ability to find bombs. Right, they used to miss 90%. <laughs> TSA Chief Kip Howley responding to, and it wasn't always 90, it, was, it varied. You no, know, no, obviously I, I, it varies. That, that was a joke. TSA Chief Kip Howley. They did, however, miss 90% at Denver's airport a few months ago. Responding to previous reports about screeners missing hidden weapons, told a hearing Tuesday in the House that high failure rates stem from increasingly difficult covert tests that require screeners to find bomb parts the size of a pen cap. He says, we've moved from testing of completely assembled bombs to small component parts, he said. Why? Because the the, the TSA was doing so well with the whole bombs? (laughs) No, so they can make an excuse now, Mark. See, oh, I see. Before it was a whole bomb. It's and it, just a pin cap. Right, right. It was easier for them to make the excuse. They couldn't make an excuse then because it was a whole bomb. How can you make an excuse for that? How but did you miss this Colt 44 right. Magnum Anaconda? Terrorist spring. And as you pointed out, Mark, this is typical of government agencies. Whether it's government schools or the TSA, it doesn't matter. Government agency failure always results in the demand by the agency for more funding, mm-hmm. more tools, more bureaucrats. I can almost hear it now. Terrorists, uh, according to, again, the TSA, the bringing a homemade bomb or bringing bomb parts and assembling them in the cabin is the top threat against aviation. Uh, a report on covert tests in 2002 found screeners failed to find fake bombs, dynamite, and guns 24% of the time. The TSA ran those tests shortly after it took over checkpoint screening from security companies. Tests earlier in 2002 showed screeners missing 60% of fake bombs. That's funny. How did, that, how did such a drastic change happen? If the, if the TSA was claiming that the old screeners were uh, missing 60% of the bombs, then claiming they took over and and were missing 24%, then four years later they're missing 60 to 70%. The TSA is... This is all questionable to me. The TSA missing only 24%, I, I question that. Very strange. Well, they're not incentivized in the same way the market is, but... I don't know. And this is a weird claim. The TSA report says San Francisco screeners, remember the private screeners, face constant covert tests and are more suspicious. So they're better because there are more tests and they're better. Mm-hmm. They'll probably get fired if they're, uh, you know, if they miss too many gom- b- bombs and guns. Whereas, yeah, you're probably right. You know, TSA, and I don't know. Though they go back for remedial training. That's what it right. said here. That's what they're they're going to have to go back for training. Well, they're understaffed as it is, understaffed from their point of view. They claim they mm-hmm. need more TSA agents. Right. 
Well, now we found out last night from reading an email from one of our listeners that not only are you going to need more TSA agents at airports, but you're going to start seeing Border Patrol agents at airports as well. Some of them, some people are already seeing this down in the, the Tucson area, for instance, and maybe some other areas uh, along the southern border where airports, you've got the TSA screening checkpoint followed by the Border Patrol checkpoint where they're asking people what their citizenship is. They're asking people if they're U.S. citizens. So the, the screening will never stop. Do you, do you people really believe, does anybody out there listening to this actually believe that the government's going to just kick back one day and say, bap, bap, terrorist threat's over, yeah, take that TSA out, we'll go, we'll go back to private screening and uh, let the airlines decide, that ah, we're just going to reduce the regulations, no more of this taking out the laptops, no more of the taking off your belts or your shoes, everything's fine now, all clear. You think that's going to happen anytime in our lifetimes, Mark? No. No. They're going to get more and more intrusive, more and more uh, – the, the, the whole program is going to get more expensive. They're going to get more outrageous with their demands as far as what you need to do to get through their screening. They'll well, start checking more people. How much more, more outrageous people. can they get from a bottle – you can't have a bottle of water. You can't have a, a toiletry item more than three ounces. Don't tempt them, Mark. They'll figure something out. I just can't imagine. They already – it's already an incredible pain in the butt. I, I can't imagine either necessarily, and but they that do doesn't additional mean they shakedowns aren't busy. On, on people with, uh, I don't know, expired driver's licenses and things that have nothing to do with terrorism. Look, just because you and I can't visualize the tyranny that the government will impose upon us doesn't mean they aren't busy thinking of new ways to inconvenience us. I'm sure that's true. Sort of like, it's sort of like the opposite of what we say about the marketplace. You know, just because we can't envision what the marketplace will do to come up with wonderful innovations Nor and can we envision how tyrannical the government <laughs> can get, right? <laughs> Oh, my. 800-259-9231. Of course, uh, the, just the madness doesn't end there at airports. The, the TSA, I, I wonder, how quickly do they identify the people who are the testers? Like, do they flash a badge once they get caught and everything's A-OK? Or have there ever been any incidents where the TSA will shut down a checkpoint? We've got possible bomb material over here. You've seen how they react yeah. to things. They overreact. They uh, they blow things out of proportion. People they miss their their planes. They miss their flights. And is it any wonder that less and less uh, travelers are coming here internationally? We're we're losing significant amounts of people because of this harassment. More on the way. You take control. Free Talk Live. Talk live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 1-800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us, including the live streams. Broadband version, dial-up version, both for free at freetalklive.com. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money or credit to buy one? MyPCCredit.com is your answer. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to mypccredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's mypccredit.com. All right, so I'm looking at your list of show prep here, Mark, and I see something that looks interesting. Is this six ways to become a millionaire thing pretty good? I, you know, I, I haven't. I, I Take I a haven't look at it. We'll come back to it. But in the as meantime, as I'd like since to. we started talking about the TSA, and how they are just miserable at finding bombs and uh, bomb parts. Just awful. 60 to 75% of them get through. They miss that many of them. Uh, you, you ask the question, how much worse can it get? 
right? They're already mandating you can't walk through a checkpoint with water. They're already mandating you have to have three ounces or less uh, size travel toothpastes and things like that. So how much more absurd, how much more tyrannical, how awful can it get? Well, what we can always do is look over to other countries and see what they're doing and then see if there are any politicians that are interested in bringing those ideas over here. Now, we know that there are a number of politicians that are very, very intrigued by Great Britain and all of the police state technology and the, the sort of police state surveillance dome that they've put over the entire city, just just canvassing the whole city with cameras all over the place and that sort of thing. So let's take a look over to the United Kingdom and see what they're doing in the world of, uh, in the world of uh, security, the security state. This from an email, actually, uh, from, not sure where this, Daily Mail, the Daily Mail. Even George Orwell would be shocked. He described the sinister uh, machinations of a totalitarian police state in his novel 1984 and laid bare the danger of eroding our basic civil liberties, including the right to freedom of speech and the right to privacy. Although he famously, uh, famously coined the phrase, Big Brother is watching you, even Orwell could not have foreseen just how prescient those words would prove to be. Today, in Tony Blair's Britain, which I naively voted into power ten years ago, we have witnessed a breathtaking erosion of our civil liberties. The truth is, we're fast becoming an Orwellian state. Our every movement watched, our behavior monitored, and our freedoms curtailed. Between May of 1997 and August of 2006, the new Labor Party created 3,000, over 3,000 new criminal offenses taking in everything from a law against Polish potatoes, the Polish potatoes order of 2004, to one, to one, they're dangerous, I guess, to one which made the creation of a nuclear explosion in Britain officially illegal. So apparently it was, it was okay. In case you were doing, in case you were doing that in your garage in your spare time, now we have a, now we have an ordinance. Just goes to show, Mark, that even if uh, it is legal to do those sorts of things, most people aren't going to do them. They hadn't had any nuclear explosions <laughs> up true. until the uh, creation of that law. There has been the incredible number of CCTV cameras, a total of 4.2 million, more than the rest of Europe put together. And yesterday we learned that the government has agreed to let the EU and have those CCTV um, cameras are basically doing nothing to uh, stop crime. That's correct. Streetlights do more. It's security theater. It's security theater in the airports, and it's security theater on the streets. And all that really is resulting in is uh, you, the, the American people and the British people, getting used to being harassed, getting used to having to strip down, getting used to following orders, and getting used to being watched. That's really all it really is. There's no real security going on. We're all being trained, like Pavlov's dog. And yesterday we learned the government has agreed to let the EU have automatic access to databases of DNA in order to help track down criminals, they say, even though many thousands of those on record are totally innocent. How did all this happen? Who allowed it? To try to answer these questions, I have made a film, Taking Liberties, about the attack on our freedoms. I uncovered a disturbing roll call of ancient basic rights which have been systematically destroyed in the self-serving climate of fear this government has perpetuated since the 9-11 attack. First, there was the act which banned the age-old right of protest within half a mile of Parliament without special police authorization. And who can forget? And that so you sounds, have to be, in order to protest the government... You have to get permission. You have to get permission from the government. Right. Well, you can do it outside of that half-mile radius, but... Uh, yeah, well, we wouldn't want the politicians seeing that. And that's just one of the examples of how they can uh, slowly just continue to push the envelope. 
So they make it a half mile radius, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a mile radius, and then it becomes you know two miles and three miles, and before you know it, you have to have a, a permit to protest anywhere in right. the city. And as long as uh, you know people see people getting hauled off for protesting, it's okay because you know we they get you more and more used to it. Exactly, uh, and so the same thing can happen here in America with the TSA. You know, just because you can't envision what the, what else they can do in an airport doesn't mean they won't figure out something else to do outside of the airports. We already talked, uh, we mentioned yesterday that in Indianapolis, they've actually seen TSA agents at bus stops. So imagine the, the same insanity that's going on in the airports expanding out to the roadways of America. Yeah, that'll save us all. So, and who can forget Walter Wolfgang, the pensioner who was dragged out of the Labor Party conference for daring to heckle the Home Secretary. He was detained under the Terrorism Act of 2000, which gives the the police unprecedented stop and search powers. Uh, and this 2005, in 2005 alone, the law was used to stop 35,000 people, this terrorism act, none of whom turned out to be a terrorist. But this is only the thin edge of the wedge. Our civil liberties enshrined in British law since the Magna Carta are being whittled away. There has been an unprecedented shift of power away from the individual and toward the state. But now this power is being used not to defeat terrorism, but to keep tabs on ordinary citizens. Mm. As well as a raft of repressive anti-terror legislation, there are the more insidious infringements of our freedom and privacy. We'll soon see the introduction of the vast National Identity Register, linking all databases, such as the DNA database, to which the EU will soon have access. The tentacles of these networks will intertwine until they form vast, a vast state surveillance mechanism, which can track every detail of your life, from what books you borrowed from the library as a student, your sexual health, your DNA profile, your spending, and your whereabouts at any given moment in time. And yeah, we my know, understanding is that they'll uh, be tracking uh, what parents feed their kids and that, all that kind of good stuff, correct. too. Correct. There's, uh, there's a children's database. I don't know if it's mentioned in this particular article, but these are things they're also looking at doing here in America. They want a national ID card. They want to put your health information on that card. They want to put an RFID chip in there. In fact, I heard that Florida is already issuing their new driver's licenses with RFID chips. For those of you who are getting uh, RFID chips in your driver's licenses, don't think that they work for you. There's uh, two methods. I hear that the microwave isn't such a great method because it causes the chip to spark and then burn whatever item. The card uh, will look bad after that, yeah. Right. Um, What's probably better is to lay a cloth over the item and then smack it real hard with a hammer a few times, then it's likely not to get as damaged because the cloth's over it and uh, the RFID chip will be rendered inert. So these are things that they uh, that they're wanting to the, the U.S. government is wanting to bring out over here more control, more information, more linking of databases. In fact, they're even creating a children's database in the U.K. which will record truancy, diet, and medical history, and thousands, hundreds of thousands of doctors and bureaucrats and teachers will have access to this database and can theoretically write anything in it with no way for you to actually see what they've written. Well, we know that do- doctors here in America are asking about people's um, they're asking uh, people's children about uh, their Guns. parents. Drinking habits, uh, guns Drugs, that are yeah. in the house, all kinds of stuff. Right. So we're seeing the snitch society on the rise here in America, and it's they've been you gotta have a database that. for that information. They've been working on that for years. More about what's going on in the UK. Again, look for some of these ideas to come over here very soon. They're working diligently, these government people, to control your life and take more of your freedoms. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Does that make you feel safe? This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include, uh, let's see, the updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. Send out an update today. As a matter of fact, the uh, it's a little late, but hey, they're free, so what do you want? The torrent for September's archives is now online. So you can go, and with literally one click, you can download an entire month's worth of the show. It's all for free. How long does it take to uh, do that download? I started the download earlier today. No, not you. How long does it take a person who clicks on the torrent, that, that one click to get the torrent? Well, if you've got a torrent program, I mean, you'll have to have a torrent program, which is easy to get and install. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the torrent comes down, it immediately starts downloading. And mine downloaded this afternoon. I went out and did some ransom errands. and It's a lot of audio. I was just wondering. Yeah, it's several hundred megabytes. So, anyway, it's free. Freetalklive.com, 800-259-9231. Sharing with you uh, some of the things that are going on in Great Britain, in the United Kingdom, some of the uh, tyrannical police state garbage uh, that's happening over there. And, and many of these things, these ideas, the your loving American government is diligently working to implement here. Uh, things like iris but scans. We have an uh, international audience on our podcast, so it's not just your loving American government. It's, you know. That's true. They could very well be in Australia. Or... Thank you for that. And I'm sure the Australian government is busy implementing these ideas as well. Uh, but soon these uh, these things like iris scans, fingerprints, DNA, national ID cards, millions of uh, closed-circuit television cameras. I mean, th- this it's all coming soon if it's not already in your city. Many um, American cities have these cameras. They, they're installing them as we speak. And the uh, the checkpoints, they're going to, you're going to see them spread out from the airports to the streets of America. We're already seeing that near the northern and southern borders of this country. So it is going to get worse. In fact, according to the article in uh, the Daily Mail from the U.K., they're working on just creating this vast surveillance mechanism. And new ID cards will be issued in 2009 to be used every time they carry out routine tasks over there, such as visiting the dentist. Soon, biometric data, including iris scanning, fingerprints, and DNA, will help to identify you further. And all the time, there are those CCTV cameras, 20% of the global total, even though Britain only has 0.2% of the world's population. Hmm. New Labor has an absolute obsession with these devices. Soon, more sophisticated cameras will be able to recognize your face and the information matched to one of the national databases. But what you have to also understand is that... They'll try to recognize your face. Right. Uh, so far, the software has proved to be buggy at best and provide, uh, at least when they tried it in Tampa, in Ybor City, it came up with a bunch of false matches. So the cops would be called out to an area to go and check on somebody. Right, to pick up Osama bin Laden, when in fact it's just a guy with a big nose and a beard. Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be very similar to all of these lists that these governments have. The no-fly list, for instance, here in America, where if your name matches... Matches a name on the list. Doesn't matter if anything else matches. If your name matches, you get held off of an airplane. You can't fly. So look for these to expand as well. Look for right, more and that's lists just to not be a created. one-time experience. You're pretty much stuck on the ground. Right. From as soon as you show up on this no-fly list, you're pretty much stuck on the ground. There's no way to uh, to challenge it. There's no way to cont- uh, contest the information. 
Anyway, uh, so look for more, sophisticate, uh, more sophisticated cameras soon, as well as all cars will eventually be fitted with a GPS chip, officially to simplify road tax payments, but they will also allow government agencies to track every vehicle in the country. Think that's not happening here? Go look at Washington. I believe it's either Washington State or Oregon, perhaps both. Uh, they're both looking in. One of those states is looking into a pilot program that's, I believe, going on right now with thousands of cars being equipped with these GPS tracking units. And instead of being charged uh, at the pump for gas tax, allegedly, they, who, who knows? They might do them both. You know, they might charge you at the pump and charge you by the mile. But that's the idea. They want to transition to charging people by the mile because cars are getting better at using the, uh, at using gasoline. So because cars are getting more efficient at utilizing the gas, the governments are saying, oh, we need more tax money, and so we're going to put a GPS chip on you. Yep. We'll get more money out of you somehow. There are, of course, more alarming implications to being constantly monitored, as Orwell understood. Soon we'll be living in an open-air prison. Some might ask, why does all this matter? Well, the answer to that is to surrender our identity and privacy so comprehensively is to give up something we'll never get back. Although New Labor says its mania for data gathering is all part of its plan to protect us, there's no guarantee that future governments won't use it to more malign ends. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, the protect us thing, wouldn't we all be better protected if we were really just put in little rubber rooms. That's where it's Each going. Each and every one of us put in a rubber room of our own to protect us from everything. I'm just waiting for I someone to propose that I don't want that kind one. of protection. Thank you. And then that's just the problem here. None of us asked for this. We don't... Uh, look, I did not contract for this protection job. Even, I if, even if somebody did ask for protection from the government, they don't have the right to give up my liberty and freedom in order to get that protection. Yeah, exactly. Totalitarian regimes have, after all, always collected information on their citizens. Hitler pioneered the use of ID cards as a means of repression. The Belgians left Rwanda with a bloody legacy by implementing an ID card system which divided the population into Hutu and Tutsi. Mm. When the 19- now, how do you think that the, uh, the, the Hutus managed to find out who the Tutsis were? Exactly. When the 1994 genocide began, these cards proved a device for horrific ethnic cleansing, with one million people dying in a hundred days. You know, and that's the same way that the uh, it was the U.S. Census Bureau information that managed that uh, they they used to find out who Japanese. the Japanese people were during World War II, so that they could put them in internment camps. Yep. The Stasi secret police in Soviet East Germany kept millions of files in order to keep track of everyone in the country. Of course, these examples are the extremes, but basic liberties such as privacy and free speech have been hard won over centuries, and history shows we should not allow them to be brushed aside. The shift away from individual freedom towards state power has happened slowly and almost without us noticing. Like so many others, I was proud to put a cross against the box next to New Labor in 1997 as a first-time voter, as I'm sure many people were very, very uh, you know, happy about voting for Republicans when they were told they were going to make government smaller. Mm. But now I have become shocked at the vast swath of new laws which have been introduced, most of them in response to terrorism. We're told this is all for the good. These laws and the surveillance cameras and ID cards will stop the terrorists. Is that the case? Sadly not. The London bombers carried ID and were observed on closed-circuit television, and of course it did nothing to stop them from committing their terrible crime. Intelligence experts say most information leading to genuine breakthroughs has come from informants, not through random tracking or surveillance of the general population. In any case, liberty and security aren't balanced. Are you, are you, are you suggesting that police work is the best way to find these uh, criminals apparently rather than so. uh, just cracking down on all of our liberties? Yes, apparently that is There's the case. just too many of us for the police agencies to watch. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Oh, but Mark, they've found that the, some of the cameras in America are helping catch drug dealers. I'm sure that they're catching drug dealers. I, for one, do not want to have to pay for that. 
In any case, liberty and security aren't balanced on some delicate equilibrium, as the Home Secretary would have us believe. History has shown us that it's precisely when you undermine people's basic rights that they mobilize toward radical groups. After all, one of the greatest recruiters for the IRA in Northern Ireland was the policy of internment, under which people were imprisoned without trial. So the more oppressive a government becomes, the more likely it is that people will radicalize. Absolutely true. Why wouldn't they? Stop and search laws applied to Britain's Muslim communities will simply polarize those groups. Instead, we need them to help us protect the country from terrorism. It's not all doom and gloom, of course, as I hope my film reflects, which again is uh, no liberty, taking liberties is what it's called. His website is noliberties.com. The sheer absurdity of the bewildering array of idiotic new laws has given us an abundance of bizarre and hilarious situations for our documentary. But behind this dark comedy is something much more disturbing. Faced with the threat of terrorism, the government has told us we must lay down our freedoms for our lives. Perhaps it has forgotten the millions of people from past generations who have laid down their lives for freedom. I think we owe it to those people to turn this tide. Now, the only way that that tide is going to turn is by people actually doing something about this. I mean, it's good to write articles because it brings awareness, but you're going to have to refuse the ID card. It's going to it's going to come to a point where they're going to ask you to do something for your safety, and you're going to have to say no. So the question is, where is that point going to be for you? Are you going to take the national ID card when your local state tries to shove it down your throat? Are you going to give up your guns when they come and ask for them, which they've done? They did it in, uh, after Hurricane Katrina. Don't think it won't happen again. Where is your line in the sand? When will you say no to this tyranny? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are for free, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us. Head over to store.freetalklive.com and order some cool Free Talk Live merchandise like Free Talk Live t-shirts and hats and hoodies. It's getting cold in many places in uh, in America and around the world, so why not keep warm with a Free Talk Live hoodie? It's a good idea. The hoodies are nice and thick, and they have good brass zippers. Good stuff. And then they have the unzippered versions as well, just That's the pullover true. style. So you can uh, wear get both of them if you want. Anyway, store.freetalklive.com. There's other things there, too, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Good quality products. We did not skimp out on uh, the merchandise for you. Anyway, store.freetalklive.com. On the way, I have just been... Uh, uh, been alerted during one of the breaks that letters have come out of the jail that Lauren Canario is being held at. Our friend who was arrested a couple of weeks ago now, it's been actually two weeks since she's been thrown in a jail cell for driving without uh, having her government papers. Talk about uh, the police state, talk about the surveillance society and uh, demanding papers. Our friend has been in jail for this, and uh, finally, we've gotten some uh, some actual letters that have come out. They've been scanned in. I'm going to review them during the top-of-the-hour news, and uh, we'll share some stuff with you hopefully next hour. 800-259-9231. In the meantime, we go to the phones to talk to David, listening on WAIS in Ohio. Hello, David. Ooh, I want to say I agree with you guys a lot. Okay, great. Um, a friend of mine said that Back in the day when the DSM was out, they used to have, say police had authoritarian disorder. What is, wait, wait, what's the DSM? I'm sorry. The diagnostic... Di what? 
diagnostics is for psychologists use it. And what is this now? Some sort of the diagnostic systems manual. And what it, what was it? What about it? I'm sorry. Go go ahead. They used to label police as a ther- a th- I can't even talk. That's okay. I get nervous too. Disorder. Uh, or as a disorder. So the, yeah. the the way the police act when uh, they're on the job is a, is actually a disorder. That's what the DSM said, but people found out about it and they said, uh-uh. You know? How long ago was this that this was uh, in that manual? Um, the manual yeah. was published in 1952. I see. Very good. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, it's a, it's a sickness. And if you look at things like the Stanford Prison Experiment, you'll see that you can take a regular person who doesn't have this authoritarian disorder or demeanor, put them in an authoritarian role, and they will mold themselves to it. They will become a sick authoritarian freak. And that's why we just don't, don't need to have these positions of power around in the first place. David, thanks for bringing that up. We appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. That's interesting. I didn't know that. You learn something new every night here on Free Talk Live, I tell you. 800- oh, I haven't studied the data. I don't know um, necessarily what he's saying is uh, 100% true. I'm taking his word for it. There you go. I don't have time to verify all the claims made on this show. Yeah, no way. Uh, 800-259-9231. Let's go to the email box here. And then maybe in uh, the next hour we'll talk about Lauren Canario and the six things you can do to become a millionaire. What Sounds about the Limbaugh useful. stuff? The Limbaugh quote? We'll try to pack it all in, man, but if we can't get to Limbaugh tonight, I don't know. I, millionaire stuff sounds pretty sexy. All right, to me. let's do the, the millionaire stuff self contained. The Limbaugh um, one uh, relates to last night where yeah, we right, were challenged. Right. We'll do it all. We'll get to it eventually, I promise. Uh, but here's the one with, uh, with the email from John. He says. You guys claim the free market will protect consumers, and I'm certain that this is so. The problem is the market protects by a process of trial and error. Ian readily admitted that less astute consumers will suffer in a libertarian system, but may one day change their habits if it becomes financially sound to do so. I ask you then how many people will die or become seriously ill in the conversion from a governmentally regulated food market to a libertarian one. Well, first of all, I don't think that less astute consumers will suffer any more in a more libertarian system than they do today. Right. Um, restaurants have no uh, – there's no benefit to a restaurant in selling you a sandwich for $10 and having you die <laughs> rather than come back and buy another sandwich from them. Right. Um, also, the statistics show that, in fact, it's not restaurants that are giving people food poisoning. Even though they say that it comes from restaurants, mm-hmm. largely they're getting it at home. It's Correct. food poisoning from stuff that they had at the house that uh, they, they should have tossed out. They didn't properly refrigerate those kind of things. Or or it's a simple mistake of, you know, picking up the chicken and not washing your hands before doing something else with your hands. That sort of thing. Those uh, easy things to overlook. Those are what are poisoning people, not restaurants. But nonetheless... Um, and, and some restaurants absolutely have poisoned people in the past. You know, they've gotten food poisoning from restaurants. I just want right. to say that, in fact, if you get food poisoning, you will think first, who fed me? Before mm-hmm. you think, what did I do? Right. That's that's just a, it's just normal human uh, it's just a normal human thing to do, and it's just it's really unfair to the restaurants. Restaurants absolutely want you to come back. Uh, you know the specific question he's a, um, asking I think is probably one of the easiest things for the market to answer. I think there's a, a lot more difficult um, issues for the market to handle. I will I would answer his question by he says how many people will die or become seriously ill in the conversion from a government regulated food market to a libertarian one? I would say zero, or close to it. Because what we have today is a situation where these restaurants barely ever see an inspector. 
Right. Um, a government inspector may come through once a year, look at the ceiling tiles, look at the floor, um, and, you know, they're out of there. Unless they've been uh, tipped off for uh, some reason or another. Well, unless the, the restaurateur is a, is a politically activist uh, sort of person, and then they'll be targeted. For right. Or you get some violations. guy who's who's got... You know, he's he's just got this vendetta. He's got to get out there and make sure all the restaurants in the world are um, run perfectly. But a lot of the chain restaurants test themselves. They sure do. I, they test themselves on a more regular basis, and the tests are far more thorough. And they're random as well. Uh, they'll just show up. So they, they essentially, um, they're accrediting themselves, these right. chain restaurants. But if people wanted, to, people do want to know that the restaurants they're going to are safe and clean and unlikely to poison them. And there's already uh, all kinds of rating services for restaurants. Zagat's is out there, for instance. I don't see why Zagat's wouldn't get into the business of rating restaurants very quickly, rating restaurants as to whether they're um, healthy and sanitary. Absolutely. The reason why restaurants are safe today is not because of government regulation, but because it's in their best interest to be safe. But he goes on. He says, society, what of this possible scenario? Society switches to a libertarian market and a direct-to-consumer meat packing company is created. By the way, those already exist. Right. There is no you, they, they'll, they'll knock on your door. Yeah. Try to sell you some meat. There's no middleman like Kroger to examine the meat before putting it up for sale, which is what Mark claimed would protect the consumer. The company opens an outlet in New Hampshire, and many people purchase meat. Nearly all of the people who purchase the meat become very ill due to foodborne illnesses. How could this happen? Doesn't the company want to make money? Perhaps they were trying to get away with subpar meat to maximize profit. Perhaps it was just a mistake. The company decides its reputation in New Hampshire is shot and sells off the new outlet. Company incurs very little sells loss. Sells off to whom? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, exactly. How are you going to sell off your company that's just poisoned half of New Hampshire? <laughs> I don't well, think your stock's going to be very good, Pally. Yeah, you have to remember the, uh, the uh, again to even try to make a point. The the people that are crit- critical of our position have to go out to the extreme, and I think right. That, and so what he's done is he's uh, you know he's gone to the extreme and saying that in fact the uh, a large portion of the people in a particular state are going to buy meat direct from a uh, business i mean ask omahasteaks.com if, how they're doing uh, yeah exactly um how much of the meat market they've managed to corner they have good products and People want to buy their meat at the store where they can look at it first. Absolutely. The company incurs very little loss. Odds are very few people will hear of their diseased meat outside of New Hampshire, and 299 million of the 300 million consumers in America are still prepared to do business with them. What protection does the market offer the rest of the country? Are we to place our faith in the media that spent a month mourning the loss of Anna Nicole to spread the story of the diseased meat? Look, if one, um, one cow is diagnosed with mad cow disease here in the United States, the media is all over it. The media loves a good uh, pestilence and destruction uh, story. Believe me, the very thought that avian flu might uh, sweep through the America, uh, you know, the, you know, they talk about it. How about the old flesh-eating virus? Media loves this stuff. If, if uh, several hundred, even s- several thousand people came down with uh, illness from meat in one state... It would be national news like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely. Libertarian market, he claims, offers no protection to consumers who buy a product directly from a manufacturer. Other than suing the company. Except for after, yeah, other than their reputation uh, being completely ruined. How about, do you remember the, uh, the story with the E. coli and the spinach? Sure. Swept through America. Now, how many people got sick from that? Not many. How many people died from that? A handful? I don't think anybody. If any? I don't, I don't think know. anybody died. But I don't remember. we're talking about very few people. And that was that was just E. coli in spinach. How about if we're talking about selling rotting meat? Somehow or another, people are going to buy this rotting meat. Right. Uh, I guess it's been injected with some colors or something and uh, sold out of the back of trucks. 
by the way, if you're buying your meat out of backs of trucks, you're taking a risk. A caveat emptor. And there are people today selling meat out of the backs of trucks. It happens today. Has this guy never had one of these meat salesmen knock on his front I've door? I've had several. And they, they have a little spiel. Oh, the boss wants me to get unload this uh, meat. Right, me it's just, the end of my day. i got extra meat. Got to get rid of it. Uh, you don't know who these people are. They hand you a brochure, but they're selling you the meat right then. They could be anybody. Yeah, could be any brochure. And the meat could be anything. It, can't, it doesn't necessarily have to be the company that right. the brochure came from. Buyer beware today and always. And in the, in the liberty-oriented marketplace... Companies that want to do business for longer than a week are going to put in protections. It's just how business works. More on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can, uh, can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into hour number three of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. On the way, uh, this hour, if we get a chance, of course, your calls are primary. But last night... A guy called in, and we had a bit of an immigration discussion with him. It was pretty heated, actually. And he demanded that we tell him one conservative personality or the name of one personality that uh, is hateful towards uh, towards illegal immigrants. And uh, I just named off Rush Limbaugh just because I figured it'd be a safe bet. I don't listen to all these conservative talk shows, so I don't know where where all they are all where they're all at on immigration. I know where most of them are at, and uh, most of them are, uh, you know, they're they're in the position that if they well they're, if they're here, I'm I'm okay with immigrants as long as they're here legally. But if they're here they're here illegally, then they're illegal and they shouldn't be given any kind of uh, amnesty or anything like that because they've broken the law and blah blah blah. Well, you know we're into it now. We should probably get into it all the way here. Uh, I I named Rush Limbaugh and he t- he countered back by saying what Rush Limbaugh doesn't hate illegal immigrants. Blah, 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 so on and so forth. You know, the, the idea was that, well, he just wants the law to be enforced and uh, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, and, and as much as I hate to do this to give Rush any kind of airtime, because he l- loves it when other media sources come out against him. I mean, that, that that's his very favorite thing. It's not thing. like he's going to make more money or anything. Well, that's true. Right. And, uh, you know, we are small potatoes compared to old, the granddaddy of them right. all. And yeah, we can I, name names for him, but he can't name our name. And, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Right. And I've seen Rush Limbaugh speak. I have immense respect for um, Rush when it comes to the business of talk radio. I do not necessarily have immense respect for his political Opinions. beliefs. Right. So here we go. Um, an excerpt from Rush's show. All right. This is from his website. <laughs> All right. Immigration proposal <laughs> under discussion. Let me uh, add mine to the mix. I want to call this proposal the Limbaugh Laws. First, if you immigrate to the United States of America, you must speak the native language. Because, and, and now I'm, I'm exiting out of my Rush Limbaugh voice. Oh, really? Because your, um, your relatives, Mr. Limbaugh, came to this country with a full understanding of the United States language, you know, the, the English language that we speak Absurd. here in the United States? It's crazy. 
Lots of people have come to this country for the past 200, 300 years not able to speak the language. They learned it. They worked menial jobs. Right. They built the American dream. And holy crap, they can actually still do business even though they don't actually have a full-on grasp of English. We went to a Chinese restaurant in Washington, D.C., near Chinatown, and those people couldn't speak a lick of English. But yet I managed to get my General Tso's chicken, and they it was darn General, tasty. They, they understood General Tso's chicken, didn't they? Right. It, as a matter of fact, that was so good, I think we went back the second day, didn't we? I think we might have. I don't know. We're going to go back sometime. It was really good. <laughs> so, we'll be uh, in D.C. next year. We'll go back. And, am I saying I don't think that uh, the government should be responsible for printing uh, every every government form or sign in 150 languages? I feel if you're going to deal with the government, then you should be able to speak the language, you know, the, uh, essentially what's the official language of the United States. But if you have some trouble understanding English, I'm not going to kick you in the teeth either. I'm not going to try to kick you out of the country. All right. Um, let's see. Mr. Back to Mr. Laws. <laughs> you have to be a professional or an investor. America is... Now, he's suggesting that you have to be a professional huh. or an investor in order to get into America. Now, apparently... I thought uh, that we were supposed to be welcoming the tempest-tossed and the unwashed and uh, the right the poor people to uh, America. Apparently not. Uh, Mr. Limbaugh only wants professionals competed with. Uh, by the way, if you want to take a look at what uh, this this problem can bring, is take a look at engineering in the United States. My uh, my cousin is an engineer out in California, very mm -hmm. close to Santa Cruz. As a matter of fact, he uh, lives in Los Gatos. Oh yes, and he. Uh, he said he was the only white kid in his uh, engineering class at, at I one believe point. It. I think it's like two percent, man. You know, we're we're bringing them in to, to battle with the um the you know to, to battle with our high high wage earners. Well, who do you think ends up controlling the government at some point or another? Do we really want to turn America over to uh, you know first generation immigrants? That's what they're you know that's what Mr. Limbaugh's suggesting. Now, you're not saying that you want to exclude uh, higher I, I don't want to exclude anybody. Yeah. I believe that free people should be able to cross the borders of a free country freely. Right, and unfree people, if they can make it to a free country, should enjoy the benefits. Now, of, I'm uh, only that. suggesting that America's free because, you know, we say that all the time. It's freer. But... In fact, you know, the, the welfare that we have to pay for, the fact that hospitals have to provide medical care, the fact that we have to uh, provide education to these immigrants that, you know, whoever manages right. to slough across our borders, that just goes to show you're not free. That's right. not free. And I don't care whether you have to provide it to immigrants or have to provide it to uh, citizens. The fact that you have to provide it is in it's slavery to and, the system. And I might add that the fact that Rush Limbaugh, the supposed champion of conservatism, isn't doing anything to support freedom in his little Limbaugh's laws. He could be attacking welfare. He could be attacking this, you know, this government wealth redistribution program that is the main attraction to the types of immigrants that, you know, that these people claim to not want in this I country. I think Russia has taken huge steps in uh, educating America about, you know, fiscal conservatism. He's, he's great on that point. The fact is, he apologizes on a regular basis. And when I say apologizes, I mean he makes excuses for mm -hmm. the Republicans, as though they're fiscally conservative, which they absolutely are not. We've had, we had Republicans in power from 2000 to 2006. We know what it's like to have Republicans in power. Yeah. What it's like is having uh, somebody stick their, stick their hands in your pockets and take the money out and put it in you know, a d different person's pocket. Sure, Democrats friends. will do it and put it in uh, the, the poor people and the unfortunates. These the the unfortunates pockets, as though somebody's unfortunate, as though you get to be poor by being unfortunate. Some some people do, but uh, you know, largely it's a string of bad decisions. Well, whereas the Republicans are, you know, they're doing it. The, they they they're, they're military all, they're, people, they're yeah. just 
all a bunch of politicians that want to steal your money. Yep. And spend it on their friends and punish their enemies. Yep. Continuing with Limbaugh's Law. (laughs) There will be no special bilingual programs in schools, no special ballots for elections. He doesn't attack government schools because he's accepted that as necessary. He's accepted welfare. He's accepted government schools. No reason to to attack these wonderful government programs. Somehow or another, according to him. Right. Somehow or another, we believe that we can stop illegal immigration, but we don't believe we can stop the, the, the scourge that is government education. These government uh, you know, indoctrination centers that mm-hmm. we send our kids to, that we are forced, essentially at the, the, the threat of losing our homes, to fund. That's correct. I don't have any kids in school. Why should I have to fund these things? What about the little old lady who's right. just barely holding, holding on to her uh, you know, ancestral home? Why should she have to yeah, pay for I that? I don't want to fund this socialist indoctrination nonsense. I'm not interested in doing it, and that's what the real issue is. The issue is that we're all being forced to pay for the government schools, not what the curriculum is, but the people like Rush Limbaugh and the other politician supporters out there, the other government supporters, that's all they do. They distract from the real issue. The real issue is government control of education, not what they're teaching. In the marketplace, you could have it all. You could have Spanish-speaking schools. You could have atheist schools. You could have religious schools. You could have, you could have engineering schools. You could have anything you want in the marketplace. But when it's government, it's one-size-fits-all, and then people fight over that one size. Um, and Mr. Limbaugh goes on, no government business shall be conducted in your native, um, in your native tongue. So he means in, in, a, in a language other than English. Now, I largely agree with this, except when you're talking about, uh, you know, the criminals, uh, the, the judicial system. It, sure. It would be uh, pretty, pretty much unfair to take somebody who uh, doesn't speak English, doesn't understand the pre- proceedings, and just toss them in jail for whatever right. it is. Right. If you want people to understand the rules they're supposed to follow, you should probably make it easier for yep. them. Foreigners will not have the right to vote. I, I, I can't take too much umbrage with that. Nor will they be ever allowed to hold public office. Now, this... Uh, somehow or another, our Constitution, we've managed to uh, make it uh, over 200 years now without having that provision. The only public office that I know of um, that's, restricted, that's is restricted is president. You can be, you know, from you could have been born in another country and still serve office and in, in, uh, as a senator or representative. And right. Large. This country's gone down the drain because uh, and it's run by the bureaucrats anyway. Yeah. Does that mean we shouldn't hire uh, people from other countries too? Mostly not even the uh, politicians that are running the country. How many more? All right. Well, it keeps on going. Oh, Uh, okay. It's it's quite long. According to the Limbaugh laws, if you're in our country, you cannot be a burden to taxpayers. I would agree with that. You're not entitled ever to welfare. Fine. I don't think that – I don't see any reason, though, why I should be obligated to pay for welfare for somebody who's in Montana or, um, you know, Washington or wherever, but I am not obligated to pay for somebody who's from Mexico City. Absurd. Doesn't make any difference. You know, they're all just equidistant for me. So, yeah, Russ Limbaugh, he's really uh, great when it comes to immigration. Oh, no, he just wants more controls, more regulations, more rules, more border fences, more enforcement, and less freedom, because that's what you're going to get. We'll continue with a few more of his points, and then we'll share with you the latest on the Lauren Canario situation. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything toll-free, number 800-259-9231. We're talking immigration again uh, from last night, sort of talking about the Rush Limbaugh claim. I said that he's probably not too fond of illegal immigrants. The caller claimed that he's fine with immigrants. He just wants them to obey the law, but it turns out he wants a whole lot more laws. We'll get back into that here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free, the wiki included over 
over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. It is there at wiki.freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. So uh, we're reading these Limbaugh laws uh, that he wants to impose to crack down on illegal immigration because it's just not enough. The laws that uh, that currently exist today, not enough for these law and order types. They they can't get enough laws. They want more, more, more. Right. And, you know, more enforcement, less freedom. Anyway, that's let me what America's on. about, right? Yep. I'm gonna let uh, you know Mr. Limbaugh's words speak for himself. All right, great. You can come here if you invest here. But it must be an out, amount equal to forty time four hundred excuse me forty thousand times the daily minimum wage. So I, the minimum wage is five bucks. It's going talking, up. Though, uh, it's going up. So. What's that? It's going up. It's going up to quarter mil, isn't it? So you have to invest a quarter million dollars yeah, in the United States in order to be able to move here. So he only wants to bring the wealthiest of immigrants. That's like the top one. You know, top percentage of a percentage of the entire world. Yeah. So apparently, uh, yeah, he not just doesn't that, want immigration at all. Not to say that investors don't work hard. They do. Uh, they're very yeah, important. Essentially, by the way, you can get this. If you invest enough um, you know, in the United States, you have a certain amount of money, and I, I don't have the story I'm sitting in front of me to be able to quote off the numbers or anything, but you get a free ride. You're, you're, you're in. You're granted a visa. It's much easier that way. Yeah. No, it's not just easy. I mean, you know, it's essentially you still have to pay. There's for a the certain visa. number. I'm sure you do. Hey, but they can afford it. Uh, and it's so he's basically saying only the richest of the rich may come here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awful because this country was was made on the backs of the poorest of the poor immigrants, mm-hmm. the people that are working in the mines, the people that are working bridges, that are working in the fields, digging are, canals. Right. These aren't the investors. These are the people that are coming over that are just escaping some tyrannical, despotic country and just trying to make a better life for themselves. And Rush Limbaugh wants to exclude those people. Yes, he hates immigrants. How quickly we forget the signs that say um, dogs and Irish keep off the grass. Hmm. You know, I mean, how many people listening to this show are Irish, and, and and you know, you can't imagine what it was like to have that kind of uh, that kind of prejudice against you. Right, you don't feel it now; it's gone. That's because the Irish worked hard, just like you know, lots of immigrants are coming to this country are working hard now. Absolutely, whether they be from Mexico or Canada or wherever they're coming from, they are most of them are hard workers. There are some that are taking welfare, but blame welfare. Right, and you know, when um, when our immigrant uh, forefathers came across, there wasn't welfare. We didn't, you know, we didn't. There was charity. We didn't see the need to have the government fill that role. People right. wouldn't have imagined that the government would fill that role. Only the uh, the socialists and the communists would have ever imagined the government should fill that role. Tell me they didn't win. Moving on. All right, going on. More of this nonsense. Let's see. If you don't have that amount of money, you can't come, and and you can't come and invest. You have to stay home. If you do come and you want to buy land, okay, but you're, we're going to restrict your options. You will not be allowed to buy waterfront property in the United States. That will be reserved for citizens naturally born in this country. Rich ones, like me. What a douche. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> as a, a foreigner, jerk. you must relinquish individual rights to property. What? Another thing. You don't have the so right wait, to... So wait a minute. You can come here and invest here, but you can't actually own anything? Is that what he's saying? 
Individual rights to property. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Madman. Another thing. He's lost his you mind. You don't have the right to protest when you come here. You're allowed no demonstrations. You cannot wave a foreign flag. No political organization. No bad-mouthing our president or his policies. Yeah, screw that First Amendment. You immigrants You immigrants that are coming here with $250,000 in your pocket, you aren't even going to be allowed to speak out if you don't like this country. You know, the First Amendment did, was not aimed at citizens because the Bill of Rights did not give citizens their rights. In fact, we were endowed by our creator with these rights. The Bill of Rights demands the government protect the rights. Not It does not grant rights no, to people. No, I have the freedom of speech whether the United States Constitution gives it to me or not. Whether the government as long as you have permission says, from the property I, owner, you do. Yeah. Right. Whether the government says I have the, permi- the, the right to speech or not, it doesn't matter. I still have the right to speech. Okay. Hold on to this. Oh, hold on for this. Uh, whatever, however much madness remains, we'll get to it. But let's a bit go to more the, madness. Let's go to the phones first and talk to Dan calling from Michigan, listening on WAAM. Hello, Dan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great. Hey, Dan. What's on your mind? Um, uh, I just wanted to add on to your conversation about the uh, immigration. Sure. Uh, about Rush Limbaugh. I think uh, what he's saying is kind of wrong about how they should have to invest a quarter of a million dollars into the United States. Right, and then you can't speak um, out if you don't like the policies, apparently, according to him. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> I personally refuse to invest a quarter million dollars myself into this country because I think what we're going through is crap. I mean, I think that what we used to have was great, but, I mean, what our system is at now, I wouldn't invest any money into our government and our system. Well, you don't invest money into a government. The government takes money from you. No one invests that, that in government. That is true. I mean, with our income taxes, I mean, I don't... I don't choose to give money to the government. It's it's taken from me. It's like slavery. I mean, it is I like slavery. It, You're absolutely right. I'm sure that it, the esteemed Mr. Limbaugh is actually talking about taxes. investing in companies, not in, in fact, in investing in the government. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What were you going to say before Mark interrupted you? I did not interrupt. Well, what I was going to say is, I mean, it is slavery. I mean, if I don't pay my taxes, what happens? The IRS comes to my house at gunpoint and takes the money from me. How long did it take you to figure that out? Um. Well, after it was pointed out to me, it took me two seconds. But it took me until this year, my, my, my 18th year of living. I'm 18 right now. Mm-hmm. It took me that long to figure it out. By the way, I'd like so to point out that uh, taxes. The people think that people like you are an anomaly. You're listening. You're an 18-year-old male in America listening to an AM talk radio station. You're a very, uh, very unusual person. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> Have you always sort of been into uh, to talk radio? What what led you to the AM band in the first place? I'm curious. Um, well, the, the the quick short story of it is is that um, my dad got me reading Ayn Rand. Ah. And then uh, Ron Paul came out, and a lot of his a lot of his uh, ways of dealing with government had to deal with Rand's philosophies, which I personally agree with. Now I see what the problem is, Dan. You're a subversive. <laughs> That's not a problem. <laughs> not a problem uh, one bit. In fact, uh, this could be a good thing. This could be a boon for uh, for AM radio stations across the country. The Ron Paul campaign, getting young people to become politically aware and politically active and uh, maybe getting them interested in their local talk radio stations. Uh, have you listened? To, is this your first time uh, listening to the show? It's actually my second time listening. I listened last night, and I tried to call in because I had something to say, but I showed ran out of time. Well, fantastic. We're glad you're out there, and you'll hear us every single night there on uh, WAAM in Michigan. It's one of our newest stations. So if you get a chance, uh, pick up the phone and call the station, talk to the program director, the general manager, and, and so, tell them thanks for carrying Free Talk Live. I th- I'm sure they'd appreciate hearing from you. Any other thoughts for us tonight, Dan? Um, well, if, if, I, if you don't mind about me talking about what you, what you guys were talking about last night, I do. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, well, you're talking about legalization of drugs, and um, 
Personally, I think it's a great thing, but there's one problem with it that I wanted to point out was that if we do legalize it, then that will give the government the ability to tax it, and I think that's wrong. I agree. Uh, I don't like the idea of taking it out of the hands of the police and putting it in the hands of taxing authorities or taxing bureaucrats. I don't like that at all, but I would certainly prefer it over the current black market situation that we have today. But I agree with you 100% on that point, and thank you for the call. Great to have young people getting excited, getting activated, and getting interested in their lives, because the government sure as hell is. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free. We've got live streams and archives and all kinds of things to listen to. The archives are totally free, by the way. Front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of customers who have failed to pay their bills. You may believe that this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people do not pay their bills, all customers pay the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So... If you have or know of any business that requires assistance with with collections, tell them about SACL CAI. For a no-cost, no-obligation proposal, SACL CAI, we reposition companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI. Man, that's SACL CAI. He is a shrewd, the guy behind that, Jason, shrewd Mm -hmm. advertiser. I mean, not only is he advertising on Free Talk Live, which uh-huh. is pretty brilliant, and we really appreciate it, but also he advertised on the recent edition of the Ridley Report. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, well, I did not see it. I do know that the, that is so. There, if you go to YouTube.com slash Ridley Report and you watch the the most recent episode, or at least it was recent as of this afternoon, he's always putting up new ones, uh, the one about the, um, not mud wrestling, jello wrestling. <laughs> there was a jello wrestling contest here in New Hampshire. I think it was over the weekend. It was actually a little cold outside, I think, at the time, but yet there were two uh, young ladies that were in bikinis wrestling one another, and he sponsored that. I just thought that was great. And he sponsored the show, not the wrestling. Well, I don't know. I thought, it seems like something he would sponsor anyway. I don't think he did sponsor the show, the wrestling itself. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231, SACL, CAI toll free line. So we're going through this asinine list of Limbaugh's laws. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, and the, the only reason we're doing this is because last night a caller claimed that Rush Limbaugh doesn't hate immigrants. He doesn't hate people that want to come here and live uh, live a better life. But yeah, he does. He wants to. He wants far more draconian restrictions on immigrant freedom in this country than we currently have today. And it's bad today. He wants it worse. He wants to make it so only people with a quarter million dollars to invest can come here and to try to make a better life for themselves. But even those people are going to have their freedom severely restricted he just finished saying he thought that they uh that, that they can't even speak what was the one about restricting free speech uh, like you can't complain you're not, about you're the not government to uh you know demonstrate you know, no political organizing no bad mouthing our presidents or his policies or you get sent home <laughs> and he goes on you're a foreigner you shut your mouth or get out and if you come here illegally you go straight to jail and we're going to hunt you down till we find you 
I can imagine many of you think that the Limbaugh laws are pretty harsh. That would be me. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do rush. Yeah, because in the process of hunting down the immigrants that he just sort of mentions there, the process of hunting down immigrants means raiding people's businesses, means harassing people in their homes, yeah. means destroying lives of families. Checkpoints. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. Nice. Not the America I want to live in. Not the not, not not an America of freedom. Nope. I can imagine many of you think the Limbaugh laws are pretty harsh. I imagine today some of you are probably going, yeah, yeah, well, um, let me tell you this, folks. Every one of the laws I just mentioned are actual laws in Mexico today. I just read you the Mexican immigration right. laws. Right. We should be more like Mexico, right? right. My, uh, <laughs> what? As though, as if, what Mexico does has anything to do with the United States. Yeah. Look, how about the story of the uh, the Jews from uh, World War II that were trying to escape Nazi, uh, you know, Nazi camps, the the sort of uh, discrimination that was going on mm-hmm. in uh, World War II, pre World War II Germany? They got in a boat, tried to come here to America. We kicked them out. Should I didn't we? do it. Wasn't me. Well, America did. The government. Uh, you know, I mean, should we have been as tyrannical as Nazi Germany simply because they were coming from Nazi Germany? Absurd. I don't understand this kind of it's strange madness. mentality. Now, didn't everybody on that boat die? End up dying? They certainly went back to their doom. I mean, I don't know how many of them. I don't know if anyone got out. But they ended up going back to Germany. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember the end of the story. But, you know, this is why Israel was created in the first place. Is because nobody would let immigrants, you know, Jewish immigrants into the country. This country was built by immigrants. We should welcome immigrants. Absolutely. Look, if you see Mexicans um, that are, you know, banding together and talking about wanting to overthrow America and return it to Acetlan or some strange term like that... If you're seeing that, it's a re- it's repercussions to the way that they're treated. I mean, you know, it's they're reacting to being hated for speaking another language. Sure. Yeah. There are a lot of Mexicans immigrating to this country. But even those Mexicans are a very small percentage. Most of them are just busy making a better life for themselves. Right. The That's vast all. majority are. And their second and third generations are speaking English. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And really, all we can do, Mark, is just keep talking out about this. All we can do is continue to to bring up the absurd arguments of these anti-immigrant zealots like Rush Limbaugh and then proceed to beat them down into the dirt because they've got nothing. I'm not sure exactly what Rush feels like. This is what he proposed, um, you know, this is what he proposed. And then, you know, he turns it around by saying this is what Mexico does. So, but he's he's serious. He, I mean, he. That's what he wants. It, it 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 had that sound. Maybe he was just doing a spoof. Rush is famous for that kind of thing. These people salivate. If it's not just Rush, we've had callers to this show, show salivate over the idea of the United States resembling the 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 laws for immigration in the U.S. resembling laws like in Guatemala and other places like that. And I just, it's bewildering to me to, to hear somebody who supposedly believes in less government and, and more freedom, that's what the old conservative position was, uh, who supposedly believes in these ideas, get out there and pound the pulpit for more government and less freedom, because that's what you're going to get you know, every even if, time. Even if he's not for every one of these programs, if you're to stop, quote-unquote, illegal immigrants, you have to have a plan. What's that plan? Build a wall? Fence. Yeah, the, the fence is going to be great. The great fence of America. So either we put gates in this fence, um, and we put bureaucrats to guard those gates, be they military or um, you know, border patrol or whatever they are, 
you know, there's going to have to be trucks coming through that kind of thing. I mean, that's where that's where you're going to have your problems. They're going to be paying right. off these border guards and bringing people through. And the fact there's is, there's no those, way to stop it. It's the same. You'll have the same success stopping the uh, uh, immigrants as they had stopping the drug trade. I don't care if it's solid concrete with a moat filled with alligators. I, you know, I have, I've heard rumors about these walls, and I've heard different things about what they're planning on creating. Some things sounded very similar and very scarily similar to the uh, the Berlin Wall with all kinds of barbed wire and just huge, just a huge wall. Not just a wall, but more than that, just in, insane amounts of, of security. That concrete's only going to go down so far. It can only go down so far, right? We already, I mean, how many stories are there of tunnels going uh, from Mexico huge, to the United huge States? Huge, huge drug tunnels. D- drug tunnels with lights lining down them. <laughs> they have electric tunnels. It's amazing. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Sarah in California, listening on KSCO in hey. Santa Cruz. Hey, Sarah, what's on hey. your mind? Oh, you know, I just, it's funny that you guys are talking about this right now, because I've actually been bringing it up today at work, because, um... My uncle just got laid off from his job in replacement for people who had come over illegally, and he's been doing nothing but complaining about it. And I straight up said to him, I said, when you go to work every morning, hungover or complaining or not doing your job, you know, of course they're going to get laid off. And I think it's ridiculous when people complain about, you know, immigrants coming from wherever they are Mm -hmm. to take over these jobs that supposedly we're losing. But they're doing the jobs either that you don't want to do or they're doing it better than you. So or if cheaper. you're going to complain, people need to work harder. Right. It's competition. Yeah. And, you know, it may not even be work harder. Um, Americans have – we have a command of the language. We have an ability that a lot of the immigrants simply don't have. If you've ever had customer service on one of these uh, from one of these call centers, you know that it, you know, it's just <laughs> significantly better to talk to somebody who speaks English um, as yeah. their native tongue. No, well, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, as far as uh, customer service goes, it's – People do appreciate if you can fluently speak the language. But I mean, like, like hard labor and stuff. Like, my uncle did construction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, I, I have really good friends, personally, that have come over illegally, that come over all the time illegally just to live here for a now, while. Now, okay, you're really good friends. How many of them are on government welfare? None. I tell you, the more we talk to people, Mark, I, I, we've yet to find anybody who actually knows any immigrants personally that are taking government <laughs> welfare checks. I, I I can't speak to that. I I, I don't know. Just from the people we've it talked to, it seems like it would be difficult to get welfare if you were illegal. You know, it's just madness. Yeah, seriously. I mean, my my best friend actually, um, he didn't even get a citizenship until maybe two years ago, and he's 19 now, and his whole family came over when he was like four. Sarah, thank you and for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. More freedom, good idea. Less freedom, not so great. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, but only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. If we don't have time for the Lauren Canario update, I promise we'll do it top of the show tomorrow night for you. We have heard from our friend Lauren. She has been in jail for over two weeks now, uh, just rotting away because she didn't want to follow the silly government rules. Didn't Uh, have her driver's license. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give you the latest on that, uh, hopefully tonight, but maybe not, uh, if not early tomorrow. As uh, we go continuing with the phone calls here, again, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, then you should go shop at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, 
Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So once again, start your shopping experience at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go to Jerry, listening on WAAM in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Hello, Jerry. Yeah, hey, how are you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just think you guys are kind of off base here. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, the first word in the in the word, they're illegal. They're mm-hmm. illegal. So they're well, breaking the law. They should. The laws are bad. Here. Hold on just a second. But before you go on, um, the the Japanese Americans that were inter- interred during World War II, would it have been okay for one of them to try to escape? We're not talking about Japanese. We're talking. We are about talking about the law. The law. They're coming here and breaking right, right. the law. But it was it was a law that the Japanese Americans had to go. It was the government that was doing it. I mean, that's a law. So I, well, well, why were I'm they why, here, why were they interned? Tell no, me that. You're, you're, not, you're, you're not answering no, no, the question. No, no, they were interned because we had a war with Japan. I at least no want excuse. you to be. I at least want you to be consistent. If you think I am that consistent. if you they, think that they, laws they, are good, law then let's go a little farther. There. Let's go a little farther. How about the Indians that we slaughtered by the millions here in the United States? I mean, <laughs> we did that. You want, so what do you I'm just asking. I'm asking. I'm asking about consistency because they're breaking the law. And they used to live in, in uh, they used to live in, Mexicans used to live in no, Texas. No, you're not answering the question. California, I've got a couple, and, I'm and, trying to and, go uh, on a Arizona. line of philosophy what here. Are you, what are you doing? You want to give Mexico back, or Mexico, three of our states? No, I'm asking you questions well, I'm asking to you. try to find, I will answer your question just as soon as you answer mine. I got, I've got a couple of questions about the this law thing to see if you're consistent. That and has nothing to do with the, what happened to the Indians. Have nothing to do with what's fine. going on. Okay, in next one. Next one. Our law. Okay. Now, l- there's laws in other countries too. I assume that their citizens should have to follow those laws. What about the Jews that were gassed in Germany? That was all done legally by the government. If laws are so well, great, atrocities co- can happened in a different country. Right. And what, I think it's an atrocity, sir, Jerry. I think it's an atrocity that in a land that is supposedly is a free country, people cannot come here free freely, country. sir. Where did your Where did your family come from? What's so, what sort of nonsense are you talking about? Sarasota, do, do you understand what it takes to come here as an immigrant today legally? Do you understand what the lawful so, process so is like? you're saying it's okay for them to break the law. I'm saying, I'm saying it's a bad law, and the good people break so bad laws. They should not even not wait for the law to change, but they should just break the law and come how, in anyway. How are how are immigrants, um, illegal or otherwise, going to do anything about the law? Right. So, you see, so you're saying it's okay for the Mexican government to give flyers out how to how, I'm to, saying, evade, how, to, how to evade our people? I'm saying how that it's to come okay. In our country, and and you think that's fair? I think invade. I think that people invade. They have helmets and guns. No, no, no. They're invading our country. Did you know? Right. Well, did <laughs> because you, know what's you going said on so. Did the polls invade? Right did, wait. Did the Polacks invade you know back in the 1800s? What's going on in our federal prisons right now? What's going on, um, One Jerry. in every three prisoners in our in our federal prison are illegals. Do you illegals. know why most people are in federal prison? Because they break the law. Drug laws. Now, of course, uh, of course, people that are poor are going to try to get richer by selling the the thing the the high the biggest crash cash crop in the nation. Drugs. I mean, that makes perfectly in good what sense. Nation? This nation. So if there weren't... No, it's not. Then you, you, sir, are uh, just showing how ignorant... Uh, I'm an idiot. You are mistaken. Have you spent so any time in prison? Okay, when was the last time you've been in a hospital? When was the last time I was in a hospital? Three months ago? When was the last time... And I don't you know what last city time I was you in prison? live in, but what city do you live in? California somewhere? No, no, I, I live in New Hampshire. Okay, okay, you live in New Hampshire. But I All used right. to live in Florida. We were being invaded down there, too. Well, I... Well, 
Why do you think it costs so much money to, for for people when you go to the health, get health care? Government it, regulations, sir. Well, uh, no, among no. other things, they're forced because, to... Because the illegals are overloading our medical system. Right, with, with free care. And I would totally agree with you that no hospital should be responsible for providing service to anybody. No right. business should be responsible for providing service to somebody who they think can't pay. That, what do you again, think would happen if you if you try to live in, in let's, say, let's say you went in, in uh, Germany... Uh-huh. Let's say you went in Germany and you overstayed your visa. What would happen to you? They probably would kick me out. Well, Germany doesn't there purport to breathe. Hold on now, Jerry. There Just slow down. Did that makes it okay? They I mean, kick you look, out because you're breaking the law. They, 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 they could likely chop my hand off in Saudi Arabia. That doesn't make it right. Just because we, may, we, we do have the best nation on the planet, but we are turning away from our roots of liberty and freedom in this country. Why? Because people are scared I that want, the Mexicans I are invading. I go back to the way we were. We had great freedoms and great... And, and I want our I want the laws on the books. Uh, I want the laws that are written on the books be applied to the people that are breaking the law. Now wait a minute. You said you want to go back to the way things were, but there's new laws every every day. Yeah. Regarding... Well, okay. Uh, let's just go where I'm where I'm coming from. Well, the way things my, used my, to be. Excuse me for a second. My my mother's father came from Poland. Okay. Yeah. He came from Poland. He didn't sneak in. He didn't hide underneath the fence. He didn't. He didn't lie to get in here. He came in here legally. I get, right. I get when that. When was that? And how, how, legally. Was that your grandfather or great grandfather? I'm sorry, I missed no, that. No, my mother's father. So your grandfather. So, so your grandfather. My, my grandpa. Came Do you from understand Poland. how many laws have been added to, to that was the books about ago. immigration? Get, but let's, let me let me just say, what, guess where he went when he first came here? New York City, Ellis Island. Yeah, he went to Ellis Island. Did they screw up his name on the way in? Yeah, they they misspelled his right. name. That's yeah. the way things used to be. You know, it was a quick but, little trick. But what I'm, what I'm, here's what I'm trying to say is, my grandfather came here. You know, what he, you know what his first thing what he did when he came here? Just the Statue of Liberty. No, 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 no. He had to stay at Ellis Island because they kept people quarantined. Right, okay, they I'm quarantined with you. Him Fine. Because, because of people having diseases. Let's quarantine people coming into this country. Everybody who wants to come to this country, we quarantine them for a week just to make sure they don't have any diseases, then let so them all in. you're saying it's okay for these people to jump over the fence, go under the fence... I'm telling you that we have bad laws. I'm, oh no, what I'm telling you is we have bad laws regarding immigration. We have restrictive right. laws well, what, that are protectionist bad? to um, all of them, the businesses. Sir. All of them. How what, many thousands of bad? dollars? How many thousands of dollars did your grandfather have to pay to come to America? Not, not including the boat trip, just to the pay just to the for government. the government. Yeah. Do you know? Listen, you don't. Guess what do you know what the answer is? The answer is now thousands, like five thousand dollars, and that's just well, in the fees. Forget the lawyers. 10, right? See, you right, don't care about you freedom. Want. You want to keep Maybe out they the Mexicans. Ten thousand, because you know why? Mm. They're a burden on our system. No, sir. Absolutely the system's true. a burden. No, the system is the problem, not the no, people no, coming no, here. No, you're absolutely wrong. Are you? Are you a communist? You must be. Uh, no, no. I'm asking you. Are you a communist? Do you support government redistribu- uh, redistribution of wealth? Absolutely not. Okay. Then you would agree with me that the system is the problem, that government welfare is the problem, not the fact that there are people out there taking it. It's the fact that it's out there for people to take in the first place. Well, why, why, should, why should an illegal citizen get any kind of help from They us? shouldn't. They shouldn't, sir. The help shouldn't be there in the first place. The welfare then, system then, should be then abolished. And you know what? Our government's got a lot of problems, but one thing, one thing is, a, is an absolute lie. The first job that I, the first job I took right out of college, I made a mistake on my social number. Okay, mm-hmm. it was it within two weeks. My my the the, the, the you know the, I got a letter, a little note in my mailbox at work. It mm-hmm. said they needed to talk to me down in the, in the hiring department. Mm-hmm. 
right, so I went down and talked to them. They says, listen, you, you've got one week, to, you've got until Friday to clear up the, the, your, your social problem. And I, I transposed two numbers on my, my social number. And the point is? It, the point is this. The government knows, that they, they know that there's 20 people working off of one social number. They know that. So, so they know you that. want They're this looking evil, the incompetent way. bureaucracy to keep the um, immigrants out? Is that what you want? Do you want to take Excuse this? Excuse me? Do you what, want this quote-unquote evil, incompetent bureaucracy to keep out the immigrants? You want it to do something different? See, no, this no, is no, the no, problem. No, no. Is people I want, want I, government. I want, I want Mexico to pay for, their, pay for their people that are in jail here. Okay, okay. Um, and, I, and, and you're not going to get it, <laughs> so sorry about that. I'm not going to get it. You, you understand you're living it. in a fantasy world, right? You actually no, think the government can stop immigration? World. Do you actually believe that to be the case? Excuse what's this? Do you believe the government can stop immigration, sir? No, they're not going to stop it, but they can at least control it. Do you understand that that involves you losing your liberty? Are you willing to do that? You're willing to lose your how freedoms? It, how is it going to make me lose my you business liberty? Owner? I'm not a person jumping over a fence. No, but are you a business owner? Yes, my family owns a business. Do you sure. understand that the government can come in any old time they want to, kick in the door of your business and hold you at gunpoint and force you to give over your files as they spend all day interrogating they wouldn't have you? They kick over the invoices, nothing. Everybody that works for my business, you know what? They know. I know exactly where they came from. I know that, that won't stop legal. them from coming in and, and yeah, checking the your files, sir. Know where they came they from. don't care. They're Excuse going to come me? in. And then, how are you going to feel when that actually happens to you? Oh, it, you're 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 living in La La Land. Why don't you go read the news, sir? It's happening all across America oh, right now. Yeah. You're yeah, the one living in, in fantasy in land. If you don't think that this kind of tyrannical of nonsense is happening here, happen. thanks for your call. Call us again some other time. This kind of tyrannical garbage is happening right here in this country today, and people like Jerry are just plugging their ears and putting their in the sand and going, la, 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 we're still free. We'll see you tomorrow night. It's been Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 